It's the High School Football Hour with John Quintero. Brought to you by Lolita's, San Diego's best Mexican food since 1984. Now huddle up. Here's the coach, John Quintero, on 97.3 The Fan. Tonight on the High School Football Hour, again uh, brought to you by our great friends at Lolita's Mexican Restaurants all over San Diego. And I mentioned uh, earlier that we were going to have uh, this uh, big stud running back. Well, he's in studio right now. Keenan Kristen from Madison High School, nice enough to come over tonight after uh, making a selection earlier this week. And he did it uh, with my uh, good friend Paul Rudy on KUSI. And he uh, chose uh, the University of Southern California. And Keenan joins us in our 97.3 studios. And Keenan, uh, first of all, uh, congratulations. Uh, great selection, no question about it. You had some great choices, but uh, you decided to become a Trojan. Yes, sir. Tell me about that. What, what, what went into the decision? Because, you know, for the fans out there that maybe missed the article this week, uh, yeah, your final four choices were Notre Dame, Alabama, UCLA, and USC. I mean, those are awesome. <laughs> well, um, you know, they're all great schools. I had a lot of great offers, but... At the end of the day, I just wanted to go somewhere where I was going to feel comfortable at all times. And, you know, I'm not going to say that uh, all the rest of the colleges didn't make me feel comfortable because they did. But at, UC- at USC, I just felt the most comfortable with the coaches and the players. How, how tough was it to make this decision? Uh, you know, I, I had a daughter once upon a time that got recruited. She was a Division One soccer player. I was a college basketball player. My brother was a scholarship athlete to Arizona. My dad to the University of Nevada way, way back. <laughs> and But every family makes it different. You know, sometimes uh, the parents are directly involved. Sometimes you have somebody that's maybe gone through that experience. Uh, How how did you guys decide, and did it really kind of come down to you, or how much input from the family did you get? Well, um, my family played a big part because um, I like to have my support there with me at all times. So I tried to pick, you know, a school that was close, close enough for them to get to all the home games if they needed to. But yeah, my family and my coaches played a big part in my decision. Growing up, uh, I mean, you're a young guy. You're a senior in high school. You've had this uh, amazing high school football career, and hopefully you guys uh, get to where you want to go by the end of the year with Madison. I know Coach Jackson probably uh, working you guys pretty good. I know you got to buy, and then next week you, you get after it again. But uh, could you talk just a, a little bit about uh, – you know, the, the pressure. Do you feel pressure having made this decision? Why now? Why didn't you maybe wait a little bit longer? Well, you know, uh, a lot of people say, like, you know, the recruiting process is a lot of pressure. Sometimes it can get overwhelming. But, you know, I just wanted to get the get it over with. I just wanted to get it over with. Uh, I was kind of done with it. I knew where I wanted to go, so I made my decision. And it just kind of took a lot of weight off my shoulders. We're visiting with Keenan Kristen, uh, the outstanding running back from Madison High School. And again, uh, you know, I was reading off uh, your stats here before we went to the last break. I mean, you average uh, more than a first down every time you touch that football. Uh, <laughs> for the fans out there, talk a little bit about the offense because you guys out there last three, four, five years, and Coach, uh, Coach Jackson's been there a long time now and had some great football teams. You guys uh, normally put a lot of points on the board. Uh, talk a little bit about the offense and your role in that offense. Well, you know, I play a big role in the leadership aspect of the offense because uh, I've been there for so long. You know, I'm one of the – I'm probably one of the five guys that has been on the offense since sophomore year. But, you know, I try to prepare during the week. 
Uh, I try to get the team ready in the weight room and on the field. I just try to make everybody do that their best. When did you kind of know that you were going to be a D1 athlete? Was it after your sophomore year or after that great junior season a year ago? Um, I felt that I did pretty good my sophomore year, but after my junior year, I know that once I seen the offers start to roll in, I knew that I was going to be pretty good. Did you go to like any of the camps? I know a lot of the, the guys, they, they go to different camps, and, and schools want them to go to camps. But then, you know, they have the, the different uh, uh, shoe companies and T-shirt companies, <laughs> the Under Armors of the world and the Nikes of the world. Did you go to any of those camps? Uh, I'm not really a big camp guy. I think I've only been to two camps. Yeah, well, you don't need to. When you're averaging over 12 yards a carry, they figure out where you're at, and they come talk to you. You don't have to go to them, that's yes, for sir. sure. Keenan Kristen from Madison High, our guest here on 97.3 The Fan. Kind of describe your style for the fans out there in the, the listening audience tonight. We're not on TV. We can't roll tape, but kind of describe the type of player you are, and uh, uh, do you like to also catch passes out of the backfield? Um I, I like to get myself into open space. You know, I like I like seeing a lot of green on the field because <laughs> I like to open up and run as fast as I can. I've always been, you know, the top sprinter in like wherever I was at for the most part. So whenever I get in green, that's when I like to open up and just run as fast as I can. Okay, l let's talk about track because I know you've got a great track background, and I'm sure track played a big part in going to USC because they've had a great track program. Uh, for as long as I've been around, I've been around a lot of years, okay? <laughs> and if, uh, going back to the Earl McCullough, O.J. Simpson days uh, up there at, at USC. Um, talk a little bit about your track uh, background. Uh, I know last year you finished, what, sixth in the state in the 100 meters? Yes, sir. And in the 200 meters, correct? I did. And uh, how do you go about training for, for track this time of year, or can you really? You just kind of kind of go through the football season and then take a little time off and then get back and start coming out of the blocks? Well, um, I just, you know, a track plays a big part in football for me. A lot of guys think, you know, it's whatever, but for me it's a lot because I like to stay fast. You stay fast, it's, it's a lot harder for people to tackle you, and it makes you more dangerous on the field. So when I'm faster, it just makes me feel better about how I play. Now, uh, yeah, I want to stay with track here because I, I'm really I like track, and, and track doesn't get the notoriety that obviously football does. You're going to USC, you're <laughs> going to play uh, football, but you want to run track up there. I and uh, I mean, have you set maybe some goals this year for the track and field season? You do plan on running this year, right? I do. Um, I don't really have goals. I don't really try to set goals. My dad kind of sets goals for me. And I just try to push myself to meet his goals that he sets for me. When did you start running track? I mean, was it something you did as a young kid? Because, you know, most kids on Saturday morning, they're kicking soccer balls here in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Or they're playing Pop Warner when they become old enough and that. But when did you really get serious about track? Were you, was it before high school? Um, I've always – track was my primary sport. Um, I didn't start playing football until sixth grade. And I had been running track since I was about six years old. So – I've always been a track guy. We're visiting with Keenan Kristen, uh, the running back at um, Madison High School. Uh, Madison off this week. They'll be uh, back in action uh, a week from uh, tomorrow night, and uh, they're uh, playing in that tough league, uh, one of the toughest leagues in San Diego. And, uh, boy, boy, that league that you play in, Western League, right? Yes, sir. You guys play, boy, there are no easy nights in that league. <laughs> Huh? It gets tough. It gets tough, but I think we'll be all right. Uh, what happened last week against Vista Marietta? I couldn't tell you. 
Ball just didn't bounce your way that night, huh? It just was not a good game at all. Hey, you guys went up to L.A. a couple of weeks ago and played, what, Palisades? Palos Verde. Palos Verdes, uh, and you guys uh, beat them. How, how was the trip to L.A.? You guys enjoy that? Was it a nice stadium you played in? Uh, uh, what was that like? Um, it, it was a very nice stadium. They had a nice, like, view of – it was like a big cliff over the water. But, yeah, it was a nice stadium. Long ride, though. Well, especially like on a forever. Friday afternoon. <laughs> Did they feed you good after the game, uh, Coach Jackson, get you guys some good um, food? They, had, they gave us some pizza. We ate good before, though. Okay, well, that's good. I, you got to eat good. You got to be ready to go. Yeah. Hey, you and I were talking before we came on tonight, and I, I found this to be very interesting. I want you to share it a little bit. You're involved with ASB out there at Madison. And first of all, how, how did you get involved in that? Because a lot of times athletes are so busy. And they don't have the time to, you know, put in the the extra effort. They're they're putting the extra effort in, you know, playing football or doing whatever on the athletic field. How'd you get involved in this? Well, um, while I was younger, I used to see like, yeah, we had Samson at our school, and he was involved in the ASB, and he was kind of a guy that I looked up to, and he was, you know, a lot of a lot of kids at the school really looked up to him. And he was in ASB, so he was really involved with a lot of things at the school. So I thought as I got older, maybe I should do the same thing because I know a lot of young football players may look up to me on our football team. So I think I should show them the way and join ASB and just be the like face of the school. You know, I was asking uh, Keenan, uh, for you uh, folks out in our listening audience, I was asking him, uh, you know, you guys practicing tomorrow? He goes, well, yeah, we're practicing, but I- I'm going on a-, a retreat with my ASP. So you got you got kind of a fun weekend coming up. Uh, yeah, we have, um, they rent a big property for us to stay a couple of nights and we just do some good bonding, go swimming and have a bunch of fun. Okay, now let everyone in on exactly what you do with ASP. Um, I am the commissioner of athletics. Okay, and go ahead and tell me everything that encompasses. Well, um, I just go through like our athletic inventory, like um, our pins and stuff, like the, for the athletic jackets. I talk to uh, captains of the teams, and I just try to coordinate like for our pep rallies and get the teams involved in stuff like that. Now, have you guys had homecoming yet? You haven't had homecoming yet, Not have yet. you? You'll probably be the king this year. <laughs> That's what I'm predicting right Maybe. now. Well, um, I want to win prom because you can't win both. So, <laughs> you're already looking ahead. I like <laughs> it. Keenan Kristen from Madison, our guest here on 97.3 The Fan, our high school football hour each and every Thursday, nine to ten o'clock. Um, what has USC told you as far as I mean? You're going to go in there and have a shot to get on the playing field your freshman year? Have you gotten to that point in conversation, or they they want to bring you up their red shirt? How, how does it work? Well, um, we haven't really talked about whether I, whether they want me to redshirt or not, but um, I hope to go up there and compete and be able to play my freshman year. Now, when you went on, uh, you know, when you go up there and check out the school, did they let you talk to the track coach, or they keep the track coach away from you? Um, the the few times that I've been up there, he wasn't at the school, so I would have to. That might have been by design by the football people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. Oh man, what uh, what are you looking to study? Um, I want to study business. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Um, I think I want to do like entrepreneurity and go on to like have, like I want to be like, like be able to have my own businesses and like real estate kind of stuff. Well, you're definitely going to the right city up there in Los Angeles <laughs> to be an entrepreneur. There's no right. question about that. Let's talk a little bit about your football team right now. You, you've had a great run there. I mean, you personally, but, you know, uh, Madison is one of the, the top 
three or four programs in San Diego over the last decade plus, and there's nobody that can argue that. The record speaks for itself. Right. Why has that school been so successful? Um, I don't know. I think um, I don't know. I think we just push each other hard within the school because you know we're not a very big school, but we just with the athletes that we have, we work hard to we just push each other to do the best that we can do. Tell me a little bit about Coach Jackson. What kind of coach is he off the field? What kind of coach is he on the field? He's very interactive with the students on and off the field. Like um, we have like sometimes we have lunch activities, and he'll come out and he'll. You know, he'll just be watching us and laughing with us, but he's a great guy overall. What's your greatest skill as a football player? Um, my speed. Your speed? Tell me a little bit about one of your teammates, Daniel Stokes. He's a great guy. You know, he um, he's very competitive, but, yeah, he he's very good on the football field. He's very fast. He's aggressive. He plays with a lot of heart, and he's a good football player. Well, uh, you're obviously a great football player and definitely one of the top players in the state of California, and I really thank you for coming in tonight. It's a great uh, honor for me to meet you. I was sharing with you over the years of doing this show, uh, uh, all the years, some of the guys I had in, Ricky Williams and Tony Gonzalez, and uh, you know we could go on and on, and, uh, and you're just uh, another guy I'm going to add to that list, Keenan. <laughs> thank you. I'm, I really appreciate you having me in today. Yeah, great to have you, and I'll look forward to uh, seeing the day when you sign with the USC trojans and uh do you already have like a, a usc jersey i do not not yet well, i'm sure mom and dad are going to take care of all that uh, with <laughs> the hats and the jackets and the hooded sweatshirts and all that but thanks for coming in and i'll look forward to following your career the remainder of this year uh, have a great time this weekend at the asb uh retreat and uh we'll see you playoff time thank you there you go. Uh, Keenan Kristen from uh, Madison High School, nice enough to stop by tonight. And again, I think uh, just a, a great choice. This young man, again, was uh, being recruited by about 20 different schools. Uh, Notre Dame uh, was in his uh, final, along with Alabama, UCLA, and he chose to become a member of the University of Southern California Trojans. So uh, uh, congratulations to Keenan and his family. A, a job well done. And of course, uh, he'll sign uh, during the national signing period. We're going to get to the bottom of the hour. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to be joined by the head football coach at El Capitan High School. Ron Byrne will join us for a few minutes. And then a little bit later on, Braden Suprenic going to be by with this week's girls volleyball top 10. And then we'll get into week six of the high school football season. Take a look at some of the top matchups tomorrow night around San Diego County. Stay with us. Coach John Cantera. This is 97.3 The Fan. Welcome back, Coach John Quintero with you on the High School Football Hour. Thanks again to Keenan Kristen, the senior running back from Madison High School. A really nice young man, and appreciate Keenan and his family stopping on by tonight. Right now, we're going to go out once again as we visit with the outstanding head coach at El Capitan Vaqueros. He's been there for a number of years, done a great job. Ron Berner joins us on 97.3 The Fan. Coach Berner, great to have you on, and thanks so much for the time tonight hey coach thanks for having me on man i really appreciate it you know i was out at the east county the other night uh, i did a, a little thing with uh, ramon scott and dave dickens on their uh, podcast and really uh 
had a great time out there. Uh, East County football probably doesn't get some of the play around the, the county uh, the way I think you guys probably uh, uh, think it should. But, hey, the bottom line, you got a lot of teams out there doing a pretty good job this year. I know everybody looks at Helix, but, you know, Granite Hills has done a pretty good job. And uh, you guys uh, gotten off to a little bit of a slow start this year. Uh, you're not accustomed to that. But uh, there are a lot of good things going on out there. And I think tomorrow night is going to be, uh, I think, really one of the highlights of high school football in San Diego this year uh, to be honest with you the first annual Tony Burner Memorial football game I was telling my wife about this yesterday I think what you and your your family and uh, coach Ash over at West Hills you guys putting this together uh, it's going to be a really special and a very emotional night I know for you your family and a lot of Tony's friends you know it, it is and, and I I uh, am like you know definitely indebted to Casey for uh, taking this on you know with me um you know, it, he he's he's a great guy, and he, uh, you know, he has to know deep down that this gives a little bit of extra motivation, you know, to El Cap, and you know, and he he looked past that, and and like you know what, this is a good deal, you know, and and uh, I'm honored that that he he and, and his AD Don Rutledge, you know, were a big part of this happening, and yeah, it's going to be a big game, definitely emotional, and and I, I'm going to have to try to stay, you know, stay composed and. You know, hmm. if things go a little haywire, I'm going to have to have uh, my assistant head coach, Antoine Applewhite, maybe have to call the offense, too, if I can't, <laughs> if I can't deal with it right, you know? Well, uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, just uh, coming out of that locker room, uh, walking uh, down the sideline is going to be very difficult. Ron, could you talk a little bit about uh, your association having coached at West Hills and Tony having played there? And tell our listening audience a little bit more about your son. Um, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's easy for me. You know, he, uh, he, uh, he went to school there and, and graduated in 2001. And, you know, he, uh, the, the original reason he came to, to uh, West Hills was I was the head baseball coach and he was a heck of a baseball player. And, you know, he wanted to, you know, play for, play with for his dad. And so that, that's kind of what we did. And, and, uh, you know, he obviously was a football player too, but he started off as a, an outside linebacker and a tight end and, uh, his junior year, uh, Steve Sutton said to me, he said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm we're going to need a quarterback here. And he's a, he's a catcher. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Let's ask him. And, and, you know, he started working out at it and, uh, going into his senior year, it, it, it looked like he would, he would be okay. And I, I'll never forget, like, uh, we played La Jolla and his first three passes or four passes were incomplete, incomplete. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be horrible. And it's the worst thing as a dad, you know, <laughs> looking, looking over at that. And he proceeded just to get on fire and, um, just had a great year. He still got quite a few records, uh, in CIF. I think he's got the highest passing percentage in a season that, um, Anthony Lawrence, uh, almost beat him. It was funny. Cause that's one of the things Tony every, every year would do. He'd say, hey, dad, to me and his, his brother Ron, look at I, I still got the record. And Anthony Lawrence <laughs> was a point, like one tenth of a point away from passing him. He's like, look, he didn't get it, Dad. He didn't get that incomplete help. And so, you know, so he played there, did really good. Uh, um, I started there with Steve Sutton and, and and learned the offense that I run now. You know, my base of it was from him. And so, you know, when I left there in two thousand and three or four. Uh, Tony graduated, and, and so I went over to El Cap, and a couple of years into my time at El Cap, our head coach stepped down and become a vice principal, and so I interviewed, got the job, and so when I got the job, Steve Sutton was my um, was the, one of the guys that recommended me, and so, um, you know, 
starts going on, oh, yeah, you know, Burner stole our offense, you know, because <laughs> I used a lot of the stuff that we did. You know, I mean, it, I did. It's, it's something I knew, and he's a lot of the terminology. Just kind of changed it a bit. But that was how the rivalry kind of got going, you know, the players and even some of the coaches, oh, you stole our stuff. And um, a funny story about that is we were up at a, at a Glazer clinic, and uh, uh, myself, Jerry Ralph, Steve Sutton, a couple other coaches were – we're listening to Mouse Davis, and Mouse was going over these plays. And he's like, look at this play right here. So this play here, I called Trips Right Zoom 60 Go. Well, that's a play we looked at. I looked at Sutton and said, you stole it from Mouse. And so that's <laughs> kind of how that whole thing got going. And so, you know, that, that's where the rivalry got going. And Tony got out of college. Uh, he had an elbow injury and, and couldn't um, go his last two years in play. So he came over and joined us, uh, my oldest son, Ron, and um, – you know, we just started coaching together. He's, I, I have to admit, he was, he was probably a little smarter than I was at, at it, and we would sometimes bicker on the sidelines of what play I should have called. And But that's kind of how it, how it got going, you know. Um, and and now here we are, you know, we got we got a rivalry game. that, And we've been, we've been rivals for, you know, for a long time. And the big thing was we were in the same league for a long time, and we were always battling. It was usually the two of us battling for – a league title. And so usually whoever won our game ended up being a league champion that year, you know, and just how it got going. And, and when we changed leagues and went to the Hills, Casey and I had talked and said, Hey, we're not stopping this rivalry. We'll find a way of scheduling it, which we did. And, and we've kept it going. And, and that's where we are now. Well, we're visiting with Ron Burner, the head football coach at El Capitan. If you're looking to go to a game tomorrow night, uh, you might want to look at going out to West Hills and El Cap. Uh, the game's going to be at West Hills at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. There's going to be a ton of emotion. I think it's going to be a great, great community event. And, you know, Ron, you, you've been listening to me for years. and You know how I am about not only high school football, but about community. And, and this is really what high school football is all about in, in high school athletics to me you know coach you're, you're right you know that that's been your stuff forever that's all you've talked about doesn't matter what level and and you know I, my community is, is is lakeside you know we have an awesome community they support our program our team uh me you know with everything i had going on last year you know my parents my players parents were on you know just like totally supportive of me the community was and and, you know, Santee's the same thing. You know, Santee supports, and I've been a part of Santee sports my whole life on top of what I do here. I'm, I do sports council for the city, and it's the same thing. It's it's, it's an awesome community, and, you know, there's always, doesn't matter how good one of our teams is, we're both great, both not good, one's better. The games, except for a couple over the years, have been close and down to the wire, and the crowds get behind it. It's it's a it's an awesome electric um um, event. No question about it. Well, hey, Coach, good luck tomorrow, and I hope this game is played uh, as long as uh, we want it to be played. <laughs> I appreciate it. I do too, man. Thanks again for having me on. Hey, you're welcome. Good luck, and uh, have a great time tomorrow night. Thank you, Coach. Have a good one. There you go. Ron Burner, the head football coach, El Capitan, the first annual Tony Burner Memorial football game. Uh, his dad's coaching at El Cap. He played at West Hills. Uh, pretty special night out there tomorrow night in East County. Again, that uh, kickoff at 7 o'clock. And thanks again also to head coach uh, Casey Ash, who's had a long history with the Burner family. He's the head coach out there for the Wolfpack of West Hills. Some really good stuff on that one. Well, right now, 
now we're going to get over to my man, Braden Surprenant. We're going to get to this week's girls volleyball top 10. Braden. Thanks, Coach. Uh, let's get into it, and uh, we'll start with number 10, Patrick Henry. They got off to a 14-3 start, doing pretty good this year. Classical Academy comes in at number 9 this week. Del Norte at number 8, Canyon Crest Academy at number 7. And then we get to number 6, Cathedral Catholic. They're 7-4 and four this year, but they just beat in a huge tournament, the number 1 team in the country, according to Max Preps. Uh, tournament play, you don't have to win as many sets to win the match, but they were able to get that done, so they're back on the rise. La Costa Canyon played in the same tournament. They were up a lot of wins out of county as well. And then we get to the top four here in San Diego County. We start with Bishops. They're 9-1. and one. Their only loss this year is to La Jolla, who's number three in the county. They have, they're have they 17-2. One of their only losses this year is to Scripps Ranch, who's number two in the county. They're 14-1. Uh, they ended up, they actually lost to La Jolla earlier this year as they come in at number two, like I said. And then Torrey Pines, the perennial power, uh, they come in at number one. They've been number one for a long time now. And Torrey Pines, they're 15 and 2 this year. Their only two losses are to Modern Day up in Orange County, which that's an impressive feat to play them twice. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's it's tough to beat Modern Day. They did it last year. Maybe they get third times the charm for uh, for the Torrey Pines Falcons. Well, you know they always say it's tough to beat a, a team three times, but uh, yeah, Modern Day they're they're uh, absolutely unbelievable. So hey, good stuff. Uh, and we're starting to we got some big tournaments coming up There's here. There's a don't huge we? tournament this weekend, the La Jolla tournament. Anybody who's anybody in San Diego County is going to be there uh, team wise. And look for a lot of teams out of out of the section that are coming down here. They love going to the beach this time of the year down in San Diego. They play some great volleyball. If you're in a high school volleyball or into any volleyball whatsoever in the county, you got to be at La Jolla High School because it's elite vo- high school volleyball on display. All right, Braden uh, Suprenant with uh, this week's Girls Volleyball Top 10. I hope all you folks out there that uh, love volleyball enjoy that each and every week here on the High School Football Hour. Got to change it up every once in a while. Got to give the ladies a little bit of love as well. Before we get uh, breaking down this week's uh, Top 10, and again only uh, three of the teams in this week's top 10 actually playing a lot of buys this week uh, and then you're going to really get heavily into league play but we're in week six already pretty amazing uh, to say the least but uh Braden, uh, first of all keenan Kristen, who joined us tonight what an impressive young man yeah he's great uh, i've had the chance to interview him before as well and you know he's kind of soft-spoken at first but he's he's a kid that's uh you know he's got he's got a bright future and he's got his goals set and i love that he's fired up about you know doing some business stuff and he picked the right school at sc he's going to have great connections up there and he wants to play as a freshman i'd love to see him play as a freshman at usc you know i thought it was amazing this week uh keenan uh you know he was over with paul rudy and by the way paul rudy's going to join us on the show next week and and paul's great and in 20 years he's been doing that on KUSI and he's got a great staff we'll look forward to having him uh, stop by studio next week but you know Keenan uh, committed on Paul's show on Monday and then also Jamon McClendon decommitted from San Diego State now he's headed to UCLA thoughts on that well to me it's all about the best fit for the kid and if he thinks the best fit is at UCLA then it's the best fit for him at UCLA uh, if it was me, I'd probably go to UCLA too. I mean, it's a, it's a Pac-12 program. You're going to play elite stages. You get a great education at UCLA. And not to disrespect San Diego State, but it, when it comes down to it, you know, maybe uh, it, there's a lot of factors that people just don't understand. Maybe the kid wants to experience a new city. I know when I was in high school, I wanted to get out of the city and experience a new town. And no disrespect to San Diego, but you got it. Sometimes there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that go in recruiting. And when I ask kids. Everyone has their own agenda, and everybody has their own, uh, you know, what they want to do. And 
I respect his decision to go to UCLA because it's his decision. Well, I think it's very difficult, uh, and I love the Aztecs. I mean, I'm born and raised here, going back to Coach Coriel and Coach Gilbert, and we can go on and on, and I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Rocky Long. But, uh, you know, if you're getting recruited by USC, UCLA, and they're going to give you a full ride, pretty hard to pass that up. Yeah, it's, it's tough to pass up, and if I was in his shoes, I probably wouldn't have passed it up either. All right, let's take a look at the top 10 this week. Let's start with uh, uh, number 10, Mission Hills. Uh, they uh, won again last week. They're 2-3. and three. Uh, They're off. Uh, they're, they, they're starting to gain some ground now. They played a murderous schedule in the non-league. I think it's going to benefit them, and uh, look for them to be a dark horse in that avocado league. Uh, San Marcos at number 9. They've got some problems right now because they lost their uh, quarterback. In fact, I heard they lost both number one and number two uh, quarterback last week uh, they lost to Carlsbad 35 to 24 this week they're going to take on Mount Carmel who's coach Anderson and the Sun Devils having a rough one so far yeah they're having a rough one but they've been in most with the exception of last week they've been in pretty much every game and uh, look for them to be they're going to be a little scrappy uh, bunch for San Marcos but I think San Marcos will handle it all right Lincoln High Hornets come in at number eight this week they're a perfect five and oh last week they won at home against the winless Dorsey Dons 55 to 26 they're off this week and you know they moved up a little bit they're they're five and oh but their schedule hasn't been real strong to this point in the non-league but once they uh, get to uh, the western league going to be very interesting because i think the western league and the avocado league i don't think anybody can argue those are the two most dominant leagues in the county yeah 100 percent agree and, and lincoln's going to have that tester but the th- fact of the matter is they're winning games they're playing the schedule in front of them that's their schedule that's what they're going to play how about St. Augustine, uh, number seven this week? Last week, they lost at Helix 35-14. to 14. A lot of people thought they'd be able to get Helix, but Helix, one of those other schools that played a very, very difficult non-conference schedule. Uh, the Saints are off this week. Uh, what happened to the Saints last week against Helix? They ran into a, a running back by the name of Elion Noah, who is arguably, well, he's definitely the best of his age, and he's... A, has a case to be the best court, uh, running back in San Diego County. You heard anything on where he's going to school? I had somebody ask me today, and I've not heard a peep on him. No, he's kind of flying under the radar, but he is a, he is a difficult back to tackle. Well, Madison, we had Keenan Kristen in earlier. They're 4-1 and one last week. I mentioned they got beat at home to Vista Murrieta, 34-6. to six. Uh, They got a bye this week. I'll be honest with you. I was a little surprised by that score. Vista Marriott is good. They're not. This hadn't been one of their better teams, at least in the first three or four weeks. But they really put it together last week against Madison. Yeah, I thought that game was a surprising score as well. Madison lost their quarterback early in the game, which kind of affected their gameplay for the rest of the game. But you know. That's a tough team. They're no slouch. Even in a down year, Vista Marietta is going to be a tough team to beat. And, you know, the fact that uh, the score is what it is, but I think the game kind of got out of hand uh, later in the game. It was a game before. All righty, Braden. Number five, Eastlake. We had John McFadden on last week. They're four and one. They're only lost the first game of the year. They got shut out by Torrey Pines, thirteen to nothing. Last week, they went over to Valhalla and beat up on the Norseman, fifty-two to nothing. Norseman haven't won a game this week. They're going to take on the El Camino Wildcats. Yeah, uh, McFadden's got his guys firing all cylinders. And have you seen a more difficult in-section schedule than El Camino? <laughs> They're all it's over brutal. the roadmap. It's all over the place. They've been playing all the top teams in San Diego, and they got they got some more tough opponents coming up later uh number four helix they're two and three yet they're the fourth rated team in san diego and you know what i can't argue that at all 
I actually voted for them uh, this week in the Union Tribune poll as number four. I think they're that good. Last week, we mentioned they beat um, St. Augustine. Uh, they, they've got a bye this week. And, you know, I was out in the East County the other night, and somebody said to me, what's it going to take for East County to get some respect? And I said, for one of you teams in East County to actually beat Helix for a change, someone needs to beat Helix. Yeah, uh, it, Helix is the cream of the crop in East County, and there's not a there's all the tiers below are just way behind Helix. If Eleanor plays in those two first two games, their their record's not two and three. All right, how about number three, Cathedral Catholic? They stubbed their toe the first game of the year to La Costa. But they've been playing great football ever since. They're right now 3-1. and one. Last week, a bye. Tomorrow night, they take on Olympian. And that's not a, uh, a layup game tomorrow night. No, it's uh, the battle of Olympian and, and Cathedral Catholic, the battle of the wing T teams. And Sean Poma is, is firing on all cylinders right now. I know I use that term a lot, but he is getting into new gear. Fact of the game, the series history between Cathedral and, and Olympian. In the three times Olympian has played Cathedral, they have never scored a touchdown. Wow, that's a great stat there. Number two, LaCosta Canyon, 5-0. and Last week, they defeated Oceanside 31-20. to They've got a bye, but they got some big injury problems. Yeah, they got some injuries that are that might affect the season, but they got a lot of guys come, that are uh, off the bench or you know not starters that are going to fill in nicely at for Lacosta Canyon. Yeah, number one again this week, uh, the Torrey Pines Falcons, a perfect five and zero right now. Last week uh, at home, they defeated El Camino thirty six to fourteen. They've got a bye, so the the Falcons uh, they're they're playing awful good ball right now. Yeah, if they don't stub their toe in the Avocado League, they're going to be rolling in the open. All right, Brain, let's take a look at some of the other games outside of the top ten. Uh, Tomorrow, this is going to be a great game. If somebody out there is looking to go to a doubleheader, how about 3.30 tomorrow afternoon at Santa Fe Christian? You got uh, Christian 4-0 on the year going against Santa Fe Christian 3-1. I think this is going to be a really, really tight football game. Yeah, it's a big rivalry game. Uh, Christian leads the overall series 15-11-1. Look for Owen Easley if Christian to have a good day. He's got 793 yards uh, passing on the year, six touchdowns. But Jack Miles, running back for Santa Fe Christian, he might have a big day. He rushed for over 346 yards so far this year. Okay, again, that Santa Fe Christian game at Santa Fe Christian against Christian, uh, that's going to be at 3.30. Now, tomorrow night, the game uh, we talked about here with Coach Ron Berner, El Capitan, only 1-3, and three, going to take on the West Hills Wolfpack at 4-0. Four, uh, four that game's going to be at 7 o'clock tomorrow night at West Hills High School. And, boy, when you throw in emotion, you really don't know what's going to go on tomorrow night. Yeah, it's going to be emotional for before the kickoff, but once kick happens, I'm getting giving you a name right here. you got to look out for it. Yafet Yokely of El Cap. He's a senior wide receiver. They give him the ball on carries. He he gets big-time receptions. He's got three touchdowns on the year receiving. He's also returned to kick 95 yards to the house. All right. Uh, the guys out in East County the other night were asking me about this ball game, and I think this game could go any any a different direction right now. you got Poway going on the road down to Grossmont. Uh, Grossmont ran into Rancho Verde a, a week ago, and uh, they got run off the field, but Rancho Verde, one of the best teams around, no question about it. But Poway right now, 3-2. and two. Grossmont, 1-3. and three. This game's at Grossmont High School tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. This is the game, to me, that's the battle to strength of schedule. We'll see how much strength of schedule applies. Poway's holding their opponents to 7.4 points per game. They have three shutouts this year. And Grossmont's only scoring 13 points a game. But 
Grossmont's strength of schedule is a lot more difficult. We'll see if that plays in effect. All right, tomorrow night, this ought to be a really good ball game. This, for me, is a little bit of a toss-up. you got Steel Canyon, who are coming off a state championship last year. Granted, they lost their quarterback, Thomas Fishburne, who's down right now at Southwestern. They've got a young man that transferred in from uh, Texas uh, running the sh- uh, controls out there. But Steel Canyon, 3-1, and one, going to 4-0 and oh, Mira Mason. How about Chris Thompson? His first year as a head coach, boy, he's getting it done. Yeah, he's got those Mira Mesa marauders feeling like it's 2005 again. Uh, Nathan Barnett is the quarterback you're talking about. He's got over 300 yards rushing and 300 yards passing for the Cougars. Uh, Orange Glen. Yes, Orange Glen off to a 3-1 and one start right now. they got a really nice running back, Cale Peterson, who's putting up some uh, yardage. And Army-Navy. This game's going to be at Army-Navy tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, right in the middle of Carlsbad. Army-Navy coming in at 2-2. Two and two. And i got to tell you, Braden, I don't know if you've ever watched a football game at Army-Navy. It is is really cool and you know I, I remember long before they put the uh, uh, all-weather uh, turf in there I remember the old days where they actually had grass I went up there and watched a few ball games it is really a cool setting but that ought to be a pretty good ball game Orange Glen really feeling pretty good about their program right now yeah Orange Glen's feeling good about their program get this they've played each other three times the last time these two teams played, 1966. That's how long these, these schools have been playing football. But like you're saying, Kale Patterson, he's got 628 yards on the year. But get this, Hadi Asi, the running back for Army-Navy, 92 carries, 727 yards, and six touchdowns. Look for him to have a big day if you want Army-Navy to win that game. You know, it's going to be an interesting week because we mentioned uh, seven out of the top ten uh, schools aren't playing this week. And then uh, after this week, everybody really gets after it the rest of the way, I think. Yeah, league play starts up, and you got big matchups like Cathedral Catholic Madison next week. And you can't wait to I can't wait to see the continuation of the Avocado League. Uh, the Avocado League race is going to be great, especially with Mission Hills back on the rise. They might, uh, they might change the whole landscape of that Avocado League. Well, we're looking forward to week. Six and again, uh, we'll be back in uh, next uh, Thursday night. And uh, our special guest uh, next week, we're gonna have Paul Rudy from KUSI. He's gonna be uh, stopping on by. Paul's a great guy. He's done a, a marvelous job of promoting high school athletes uh, for the last uh, 20 years on the PPR. I always uh, enjoy a visit with him. I'd like to thank uh, Keenan Kristen uh, stopping on by uh, from Madison High School. Uh, Coach Ron Berner from El Capitan for Braden Sabrenet. Coach John Cantera. Have a great night, everyone. Bye-bye.